Hi, welcome to Ghostman Radio Station. And tonight, my guest is Mary K. Cerise. I think I got that right. Yes. Who is an author and also has been an eclectical minister. She has various books out. The Girl in the Twelve Wallpaper, Tigers Love Bubble Baths. And she's got some interesting things about telling me about the supernatural phenomenon. And also we should talk about tigers. So, Mary, can you tell me a little bit about a supernatural phenomenon that you have experienced? I would love to, Mark. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. Um, Several decades ago, I did experience the supernatural and um, I'd like to take your audience to the setting of where this occurred and why I think it may have occurred. So um, I lived in um, Massachusetts in the United States, and I lived in a small town called um, Westford. Now, within this town, we lived in a 220-year-old farmhouse. And just to give you a little perspective of where this townhouse was located, I was about 20 minutes from, and it was also a very historic town, but I was also 20 minutes away from Concord, Massachusetts, where the first gunfire, the first bell was rung for the revolution. So living in this home, I found myself pregnant, and it was my first pregnancy, and unfortunately, I... Uh, miscarried. So this was September um, fall, and I became so afraid of anything that may occur may um, occur this condition to exist again should I become pregnant. So now we're into the winter of the immediate year. It is the beginning of February, and I mark I found myself. Um, pregnant again, and I was so cautious about everything. Now, this farmhouse had two entrances. The main entrance that I used was an attached barn that had been converted into a den. I did not choose to use this entrance that day. I was headed off to work. I was in the main part of the house because, again, this is a 220-year-old farmhouse that was converted into um, a family home. I walk out um, onto a snowy path. Now, this was covered in snow, and I had maybe about 20 feet to walk to the end of this path to then go down into my driveway, and this was early in the morning. Now, to the right of me, I, nobody, uh, and this farmhouse was located on the main road. It was actually called Main Street and still is. Now, no car or person could actually see me walking on this path from the main street because it was covered where winter, so very high bushes that obviously did not have any greenery on them, but you could not see through these bushes. And as I'm making my way to the end of this path, it was a very jagged path. I was wearing, it's like it happened 
yesterday. I was wearing a navy blue woolly coat, sensible um, boots, small heels, and all of a sudden I slipped because what I did not realize was on this um, thickness of snow there was ice underneath. And I realized immediately your thoughts are, okay, you, you go into save mode. As I started to fall, I literally went down in slow motion, and I hovered two feet from the end of this walkway. And I had enough time to put my hands out and brace myself. So literally my whole body hovered. I came down softly and was able to um, help myself just land nice and neatly. And Mark, I stood up from this and I looked around. Am I nuts? What just happened? I tried to go through the whole scenario again. I know something happened. I did not hit my head. This was truly a spiritual event, a supernatural event that took place in my life, and I never told anybody about it, because at that point, um, I would have thought, people would have thought I was nuts, but to this day, I can see this occurring in my head, and I remember everything. It was like the world around me silent. I was in just my own little dome, my own little world, and then once I landed and I was able to stand, everything just went back to normal, except what just occurred was certainly not normal. Did it change your life in a lot of ways? It did. It very much did change my life because... Um, Something like that that happens in your life, and at that point in time, as I said, I did not tell anybody. I didn't even tell my husband at the time. It wasn't until many, many years ago that I began to discuss this because it was still very much a part of me. But how does something like that not change your life? At that point in my life, I said, okay, was this a benevolent soul that lived? in this um, antique home, 220-year-old farmhouse, that um, I was so fearful of losing another child. Did they feel that energy from me, or was this a guardian angel? I've never experienced anything like that again. I've fallen many times, and I've gone down, I've cut myself, nothing was there to break me as this event in my life. So yes, it did really have um, an impact on me going forward in my life. A positive impact, I have to say. Did this um, increase your faith or was you already religious at that point? You know what? I think I was in, I was much younger. I was in a neutral faith place. And by neutral faith place was um, I was raised Catholic, um, I believed, I had a good faith, but I was not a practicing Catholic at that, at, at that point in my life, although I 
and also you obviously uh, author which uh, takes a lot of uh, thought and um, so what inspired you to become an author um, it was I've always had a desire I am a traditionally published fiction author and I love to write in the fantasy I love to bring in the supernatural and um, it's always been on the back burner my degree uh, mark is um, in business in finance so um, working raising a family these desires to become an author went on the back burner. So finally, after I started to become an empty nester and I had more time for myself, I decided I have to prove that I can write and I can write a novel. And I always joke about this. I am an overnight success, a 10-year overnight success, because my goal was to be traditionally published. And at that point in the publishing world, to self-publish. Times have changed. Self-publishing is um, very um, resourceful nowadays. Back then, it was still taboo to self-publish. And you basically were told, oh, you're not going to go anywhere with that. So um, my desire was to self-publish. And it took me, uh, excuse me, to become traditionally published, not self-published. And um, it took me 10 years. And I signed a contract with a small publishing house for my first novel, which was a debut novel, a mystery romance intertwined with the supernatural. And if you love murders, I give you one after the other. And um, there's a wonderful story that goes behind the title mark. And as I said, I love to write with perfect titles. So the title of my debut novel is Tiger's Love, Bubble Bath, and Obsession Perfume. Who knew? And that became the title of the first novel that was accepted by a small publishing house. And uh, you also wrote the, the another book as well, didn't you? I did. And um, since then, I have published the first book of my trilogy, um, the Star Wars trilogy. And the second, the first book in the trilogy, again, perky title, is The Girl in the Toile Wallpaper. And toile is very much a part of our everyday lives. You may not know what it is, but it's part of wall coverings. It's part of um, fabrics and decor. And it's a very vibrant, two-toned um, fabric wall covering that tells a story. And um, with my first book, The Tiger's Book, I would love to share with your audience, um, if I may, how that title came about. Please do. Yes. So several years ago, I visited a wildlife reserve in St. Augustine, Florida. Now, this reserve is an old folks home for big cats. I don't mean little kittens. I mean lions and tigers and panthers and jaguars. And at the end of this tour, um, I come across this big, vast, fish about 12 feet wide, 5 feet high, overflowing with bubbles. And I'm wondering, okay, what's going on here? And I am behind the very thin cage. There is a wildlife handler standing on a ladder. So out walks this 600-pound Siberian tiger, literally walks across the plank, looks as 
became very much a metaphor because these um, big cats are tossed aside, possibly by cable shows or movies or people that actually had them as pets, and they were tossed aside. So here they're starting all over. So this title became a metaphor for my protagonist, Angie, who's tossed aside by her husband after 25 years, and she needs to start all over. And um, is she causing the murders, or will she be murdered? And there's a supernatural twist within it because the readers are taken on a journey um, by other characters in the book that are allowed to have a desire. They've always wanted one last thing in their life. Unfortunately, if they receive this one last wish, they are no longer with us. That's where the murder part comes in. Is she causing it, or will she be next? Do you still have a connection with the Tiger Place? I do, because I love to send people there. Um, it's in St. Augustine, Florida, Wildlife Reserve, and they're always happy to accept um, donations because they take on these big, older cats. It's an old folks' home for them, and they always need funds to feed them. And and it's, it's just so amazing. The lions, they throw frozen turkeys, so it looks like it's like a lollipop hitting them. But, um, yes, it's quite an amazing place. And um, the my next novel, published, traditionally published novel, The Girl in the Twal Wallpaper, how that came about, as, as I said, I love Twal. It tells a story. So in my home, when I lived up north, now I live in Florida, um, we had a lot of wallpaper. And uh, the wallpaper that I loved was Twal, so I did have a bit too much of it. But I would walk by it, and I saw love. I saw betrayal. I saw loyalty. I saw a whole story in there. And so I wrote the girl in the twelve wallpaper around that whole theme. Well, it, 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 a lot of stories are inspired by something to do with your past or a TV show you might have watched years ago, and you, you want to develop the story in your head. Sometimes that happens that way. I think the best way to write is something about you know rather than something you don't know because it's harder to write about something you don't know. Yes. And, and uh, Mark, I love to write in fantasy because I find real life is too real. So I love to weave stories um, within fantasy and I love to throw in the mystery there and I love to throw in romance because everybody loves a good romance. So I throw in several romances. Do you... Um, did your books contain an audio copy or not? No, my books are not in audio. They're in hardcover, softcover. They're in e. They're on e. You know, within the ebook, but um, and they're sold everywhere: Amazon, Barnes and Noble, independent bookstores, which have been suffering, as you know. Um, but not in audio yet. Have you considered? Have you considered doing audio? You could always do you could always do like a little feeler one yourself. You could do like a pre recording, put it on YouTube and see what response you get or something like that. That might help you decide. That would be great. I, I don't think I would like to be the voice reading the audio. 
because um, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, and um, I still have that Brooklyn accent. So I think I would love to have somebody with, with your accent possibly reading my book, which I absolutely adore and love. Well, yeah, I think the trouble is if you read an American book, sometimes it's full of Americanisms, and they don't always sound the same in an English accent as they would in an American accent, because <laughs> I've, I've done a... I did a reading for most of before that that book was very Americanisms full of sort of uh, gang related stuff and um, they they didn't like it because I couldn't catch the um, the mannerisms right and I thought well because I'm English it, I can't my voice won't portray that No, no. I, I like I like a good story if it gets you involved with the characters. I think the the main thing of any good book, of any good book you've ever read or seen made into a movie, it's mainly they concentrate on the one or two characters of that book that make the book. Absolutely. And um, as an author, we learn to show with our writing which can be very, very difficult at times because authors find themselves telling the story. But if you show your reader the story, they literally become part of the character and they feel it more than so being told what's going to happen next. They're part of the scenes. They're part of the dialogue. They live within the characters. So I think that's what's just so wonderful about um, novels that take you on those journeys because as I said we I, I love fantasy and it's a, such a wonderful escape from our everyday lives to just sit down with an, a good book for a couple of hours yeah I agree with that. My, books are e my books are easy reads well that's what you want you don't you don't want nothing too too long there's some, there's some books I mean I read Dracula I did it as a like I wanted to do a, a book so I chose Dracula and I didn't realise how long Dracula really is it's quite a long book yeah. and some of it's quite boring to be honest because obviously you see the film version they cut out a lot of the main absolutely. parts absolutely in many ways you will hear um, within your audience the readers will say oh the movie wasn't as good because the movie doesn't have six hours to go into every single detail that you have within a four or five hundred page book. So they, they are quite limited. Would you, if someone come along and said, oh, Mary, we would like to make uh, a film of one of your books, and they said, along, would you rather they stuck to the original as much as possible, or would you mind if they mucked about a little bit with it too much? Oh, Mark, I would love anybody, I pray for anybody to approach me. I think the Tigers love bubble baths and obsession perfume, who knew, would make a marvelous um, Netflix series because it, it has such a continuation that um, it can go on as a series. Whereas the Girl in the Trois Wallpaper, I see that as a one-time movie because um, of the premise of 
wallpaper. I have not seen anything on the big screen or the TV, TV movies that has taken into account something like this fantasy. So I'm just so excited about that and maybe being pursued by somebody. I'm open to all suggestions. Um, how something like that can proceed, especially when you're, I am not a screenwriter. So you look to a professional to kind of guide you there. Have you any more books or projects in the pipeline? Absolutely, I do. Because, as I mentioned, The Girl in the Twelve Wallpaper is the first of the trilogy series titled The Star Writers Trilogy. So the second book in the trilogy, I would love to do a cover reveal with you and a title reveal, but we're still very much in the editing process on that. So I don't have a finalized cover yet or a finalized title, but that book should be out within several months. Um, I work with an editor, and that's a process that takes a good year, and then uh, um, Immediately after that, we will begin on the third book in the series. So the second book in the series is going to be something that brings the reader into more of a ethereal dimension, a supernatural dimension. And, uh, Mark, it was one of the hardest things that I have ever written and continue to edit um, with my editor and continue writing with the second book because it is such a fantasy that you're developing different worlds around the supernatural. So sometimes the editor will will, will go back and forth butting heads because I think it should be this way and, and they are the professional. So sometimes you have to give in, sometimes they give in. And, um, well, I think sometimes they might say, you might you read it and go, well, actually, this bit here doesn't quite work, because you might not see it yourself. You might because, as you say, you're involved in the story, and they go, well, this bit doesn't make any sense. You know, <laughs> you might at the time you go, oh yeah, I can always bring that back in later on in the book and clean it up a bit. Yeah, yes, you, you hit the nail right on the head. Basically, that that is what they do. We'll come to a point and go, oh, maybe don't put that in yet. So. I keep that in the back of my notes, and yes, I may want to add it somewhere else. Because there's one thing, the author knows the whole story from beginning to end. Your editor, um, and they are fabulous, and um, if you're working with such a professional, they will bring your novel to the next level, um, truly. But you're right, it's a lot of give and take, and they see things that you don't see because you're too much a part of it, it's your baby, and you don't want to give it up. Um, please mention any websites or anything else you'd like to mention, please, Mary. Oh, thank you so much, Mark. I would love to have you on, if you can um, visit with me on my author website, www.mary, M-A-R-Y, K, S-A-V-A-R-E-S-E dot com and um, that's my author website and I take you on journeys within my author website and you can reach me that way as well and then I also have um, the starwriterstrilogy.com which is www.starwriterstrilogy.com um, which is another new website that I've started based 
have you got any e- have you got any excerpts from your book that I might be able to read for my podcast Yes, if you don't mind. Yes, I would love to. From um, this is so now you can get an idea of what Twal is. What I would love to do is first show you because you, we mentioned Twal. Twal tells a story. So this, for example, is a Twal, and you can see there are many different. Uh, it, it's similar to a, a tapestry. Uh, the the tapestry. Yes, but gives people a good sense of how the book begins and then they that's the gist of any book I think some some books you've got to go past the first two chapters to get into them 
because obviously they've got to build the character up and yeah. ever. But you know, as I say, you know, I I think it's a lot a lot of things. It's like you see a film, you might like a film, and another person will go, oh, "I don't like that. That was absolute rubbish." And you go, "But I liked it." You know, I think <laughs> I think books are the same. I think you know, every book is subjective, isn't it? I mean, most as long as it appeals to a wide audience, you'll you're going to get more chance of more readers. Absolutely. And um, as you said, people love different genres. People that um, love mystery may not like that. Or people that love science fiction, love fantasy, and they don't like romance or historical romance. So everybody has their love, which is wonderful. It's what makes the world go round. That's cool. Right, um, uh, I don't think there's anything else I'd like to ask you, Mary. I think we've covered nearly everything I could think about talking about. We've talked about your books, we've talked about your supernatural phenomena, we've talked about your website, uh, you did an extract for your book for us, which is very kind, thank you very much. Um, I think I'll call that it, if you don't mind. No, that's wonderful, and thank you so much. This is such um, a, a pleasure for me, Mark. That's okay. 